who can be against us? All right. So, 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 so you all understand by now. This is this is installment number three of "I Want More," the fruit of the spirit. This is installment number three. We've already discussed love. We've already discussed joy, and today uh, we discuss peace. Today we discuss peace. We've already discussed love. We've already discussed joy. We've already discussed peace. I'm gonna say this real quick. Uh, if you need a deeper uh, explanation of this, I would uh, encourage you and implore you to go back and rewatch Bible study from Wednesday night. Rewatch the midweek recharge from Wednesday night. And what you'll understand is that the fruit of the spirit. OK, there are nine aspects of one fruit. OK, there are nine aspects of one fruit. There are not nine fruit of the spirit, fruits of the spirit. There's, in fact, nine aspects of one fruit. OK, so we, we've already discussed love. We've already discussed joy. Today we discuss peace. Many of you uh, are, are probably uh, a little bit confused because uh, what does this particular text have to do with peace? What does Romans chapter eight? have to do with peace. Uh, for the writer Paul, the Apostle Paul says, in view of all this, what can we say if God is for us, who can be against us? Pastor Jay, what does that have to do with peace? Well, it'll make more sense if you really have an understanding on what peace is. Uh, like I told you on Wednesday night, one of the problems with the fruit of the spirit is that people have made the nine aspects of the fruit of the spirit very ambiguous. Uh, we've made humanity and society has made these nine aspects of this fruit uh, very uh, mystical and, and spooky, very, uh, uh, very unclear, uh, very intangible. OK. But, but, but I don't believe that that's the way God designed it. I believe that God designed it, uh, although man might have, have attempted to alter it. I, I don't believe that that's the way God designed it. I, I believe that maybe uh, uh, in our attempt to be deep and theological and philosophical that we maybe have, have sort of diluted uh, what some of these things are and what some of these things mean. So, so this text might make a little bit more sense as it pertains to peace if we can put a definition to peace. Uh, and peace is, in fact, by definition, we'll put it up. You can write it down if you're taking notes. Peace is, in fact, by definition, a state or condition conducive to, proceeding from, or characterized by tranquility. Okay, one more time. It is a state or condition conducive to, proceeding from, or characterized by tranquility. Okay. Tranquility, fancy word for calmness. Okay. So Paul says, in view of all this, what can we say? If God is for us, who can be against us? That, that verse of scripture uh, could almost, at least for the believer, become a new definition of peace. Because peace, 
according to the dictionary, is a state or condition conducive to, proceeding from, or characterized by tranquility or calmness. Paul says, if God be for us, who can be against us? If, if God is on my side, what do I have to worry about? Because I know that God is on my side. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in a state or condition of, of tranquility or calmness. Paul is also the same writer that says, be anxious about nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God. It's, it's a form of peace. So Paul says, if God be for us, who can be against us? A piece of peace. Here, here it is. Let, let, let me help you uh, in our next few minutes together. Let me help you to understand that you can take some pieces of peace and piece them together and experience a peace that surpasses all understanding. Okay, that's, that's the goal for today. The goal for today is to help you to understand that you can take a piece of peace and piece them all together and experience a peace that surpasses all understanding. Paul says, in view of all this, what can we say if God is for us, who can be against us? The first question that we should be asking is in view of all of what? See, the problem is we jumped into the text without any context. So we jump in and Paul is talking about something that he's already been talking about. So we need to first understand what it is that Paul is, in fact, talking about in view of all this. Paul, in view of all what? Let me show it to you. Point number one, the first piece that you need to grab on your way to peace is a piece of perspective. You need to grab a piece of perspective, a piece of perspective. Paul says in all this and all this, Paul, in all of what? You got to understand that the first part of the book of Romans, the first part of the book of Romans uh, is um is is it's tough <laughs> I'll, I'll put it that way i'll put it simply it's tough it's a tough read because because the first part of the book of romans talks a lot about man's shortcomings the fall of man where man falls short and the wrath of god so the beginning of the book of romans talks a lot about where man falls short and the wrath of god and because of man's shortcomings having to experience the wrath of God and so and so uh but and so this is why we have to we, we gotta we gotta keep reading we gotta keep praying because if you stop at the beginning all you hear about is where you felt falling short and what your punishment is but we serve a God that's so good that God doesn't stop at our shortcomings god does not stop at his punishment but but there's more there's more to the story there's more to the story uh look at verses uh 32 and 33 uh verse 32 and 33 say uh certainly uh not god who did not even keep back his own son but offered him for us all he gave us his son Will he not also freely give us all things? Verse 33, who will accuse God's chosen people? God himself declares them 
not guilty. See, this is what, what you got to understand. You got to understand the first part of the book is all about man's shortcomings and God's wrath. And then you find yourself in verse 30. You find yourself in verse 30. And in verse 30, Paul writes, and so those whom God set apart, he called and those he called, he put right with himself and he shared his glory with them. Before you even get to verse 30, verse 30, you got 8 and 28. We all know 8 and 28 for, for we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So we see in Romans chapter 8, Paul begins to the shift in this transition to say, yes, we fell short. Yes, uh, we, we serve a God of wrath, but we also serve a God of love. And, and even though some bad things happen, even though we fell short, as long as you're in his purpose, all things will work together for your good. Then verse 30, he's saying, uh, and so uh, because God has set you apart, because you have, in fact, been set apart, uh, that he called you and and those he called, he put right with himself and he shares his glory with them. So so if you if you check the perspective, the perspective is important because what we have to understand is that. If we change our perspective, we can oftentimes get a piece of peace because sometimes our problems are only problems because of the way that we view them. Uh, if we started viewing our problems less and begin to view God more, we will understand that life's problems, circumstances, and anything else that it can throw at you is really just a matter of perspective. How do you know that it's a matter of perspective? Because all things work together for the good of them that love God and those who are called according to his purpose. It's a matter of perspective. It doesn't say that everything will be good, but what it says is that God will work it for your good if you remain in his purpose. And then the Bible says, Paul says, and those God set apart, those who are in his purpose, God called them and those he called, he made right with himself. It's a matter of perspective, y'all. It's a matter of perspective because verse 30 teaches us that we serve a God of reconciliation. So even though we fall short, we can find a piece of peace if we get a piece of perspective, because even though we fall short, we really serve a God of reconciliation. Let me prove it to you. Ver verses. Let's go back. Let's go back one more time to 32 and 33, 32 and 33. Certainly not God who did not uh, even keep his his own son, but offered him for us all. He gave his son. He, he will not also give freely. Uh, all things to us who accuses God's chosen people. God himself declares them not guilty. OK, so what we're seeing in 32 and 33, I know I'm moving fast, but we, we got somewhere we got to go. What you see in verse 32 and 33 is you see an example of two courts. You, you, you see an example of two separate judicial systems uh, in verses 32 and 33. What you see is you see uh, an example of God's court. In man's court. And so here's the problem. The problem is uh, man's court is all about retaliation where God's court is about restoration. Okay. So, so, so let me explain this real quick. Man's court is about retaliation in man's court because you did something wrong. The judicial system is supposed to punish you for what you did wrong. That's retaliation. You, you did something, and as a result of your action, there is a consequence. Man's court is about retaliation, but God's court is about restoration. God's court, you did something wrong, you fell short. Now, how do I get you back to me? 
Okay, God, God says, God says, the purpose of my court is not retaliation. The purpose of my court is reconciliation, is restoration, because every time you fall short, you distance yourself from me. But I have called you and I've made you right with me. So now I got to figure out how to get you back to me. So 32 and 33 show us these two opposite ends of one spectrum. We see man's court of retaliation. We see God's court of restoration. And Paul says that regardless of what's being said about us in man's court, it doesn't matter because of what's being said about us in God's court. Paul says regardless of what happens in our lives, who can come against us? Who can accuse us? Who can accuse God's chosen people if God himself has declared them not guilty? Okay, you, you, you got to get a piece of perspective because because many of us are limiting our relationship with God. We're limiting our relationship with the father because we've decided and determined within ourselves that there's no way somebody like me can have a real relationship with somebody like that. There's no way that somebody like me, God, you, you're so far out of my league that now my life is in complete chaos because now I don't see any way anything thing can get any better and God says no because I'm so far out of your league I have the authority to call you back to me so God says there's nothing you can do to separate yourself enough from me that I can't bring you back to me it doesn't matter what man says about you in his court what's important is what God says about you in his court so Paul is helping us to get a piece of perspective because if we get a piece of perspective, we understand that it doesn't matter what we face in our lives. It doesn't matter who we face in our lives. It doesn't matter what they say about us. It doesn't matter what they do to us. God has declared us not guilty. So now I can go through some tough times because I got a matter of perspective and I understand that if I keep my perspective, if I keep my vision on God, that all things will work together for my good on your road to recovery if you want to get a little bit more peace in your life get you a piece of perspective all right we got to keep moving we got to keep moving first thing on your road to recovery we want some more peace is there anybody that says a uh, 2020 was enough for me i need a little bit more peace in my life here we go you need a piece of perspective and then you need a piece of protection now, now here, here's the beauty of the peace of perfection. The beauty and the peace of perfection, uh, protection is that you don't have to provide your own protection. The protection has already been provided for you and to you. You just have to take advantage of the protection. All right. Let me give it to you in the text. I don't want y'all to take my word for it. Let's look at the scriptures. Verses 34 through 37. Let's read it real quick. It says, who then will condemn them? Not Christ Jesus who died or rather who was raised to life and is at the right side of God pleading with him for us who then can separate us from the love of Christ can trouble do it or hardship or persecution or hunger or poverty or danger or death as the scripture says for your sake we are in danger of death at all times we are treated like sheep that are going to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we have complete victory through him who loved us. That's a lot. That's a, that, Paul, that's a mouthful. We got we to break that down a little bit. You, you got to understand, 
um, you got to understand uh, on your road to peace. Let me bring some peace in your life. Let me bring you a word of peace in your life. Let me bring you a word of peace. Uh, the piece of protection uh, that you need. Uh, I need you to understand about this. Understand this about this piece of protection. Uh, protection. The protection uh, does not prevent us from the experience of trouble. It's the prevention of the victory of trouble. Rewind one more time. The protection does not prevent us from experiencing trouble. The protection prevents the trouble from having victory in our lives. Okay. All right. So Paul says, who then will condemn us? Not, not Christ Jesus. He, he's the one who died for us. Matter of fact, he didn't just die, but he raised, he, he raised to life. And it's now at the right hand of the father. And, and he's not going to condemn us because he's at the right hand of the father pleading on our behalf. So it can't be Jesus. That's the one that's going to condemn us. So 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 who then can separate us from the love of Christ? Can trouble do it? Can hardship do it? Can persecution do it? Hunger or poverty, danger or death? No, none of those things can do it, because as the scripture says, uh, for your sake, we're always in danger of death. Th that's not nothing new. Th that can't separate us from your love. We, we knew that going into it. We knew that when we signed up to be your disciple, we knew what we were signing up for when we signed up. We always and in, 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 in having a possibility of persecution. We, we're like sleep to, sheep to the slaughter. We know somebody always out to get us. The enemy's always out to get us. We already know that. So, so what then can separate us from the love of Christ? Paul says, Paul says nothing. And in all things, we have complete victory in him who loves us. Watch this. So, he, so Paul says, he names all these things. What, what can separate us from the love of Christ? Trouble, hardship, persecution, hunger, poverty, danger, death. What? No. No, none of that. So here's the thing. Here's the blessing. The worst thing that could ever happen to us, the worst thing that could, I'm talking pre-salvation. The worst thing that could ever happen to you is death. That's the worst thing that could ever happen. The worst thing that could ever happen to you is death. Because pre-salvation, death is eternal separation from the Father. So that's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. All right. So 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 if 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 in him do we live, move and have our being, then without him. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So so the worst thing that can happen to you is death. Pre-salvation. Worst thing that can happen to you is death. Eternal separation from the father. But then. Something interesting happens because God's court is a court of restoration and reconciliation. So then God says, if the worst thing that can happen to you is death, then I'm going to send a part of me to die. But my power won't allow a part of me to stay dead. So that part of me, I'm going to raise up from the dead and bring back to life. So the worst thing that could possibly happen to you, which is death, Christ conquers the worst thing that can happen to you. So now the worst thing that can happen to you used to be death, eternal separation from the Father. But now the worst thing that can happen to you 
is death, eternal separation from this body and this earth. But Paul also teaches us that to be absent from this body is in fact to be in the presence of God. So here's the spin. The worst thing that could happen to you was death, eternal separation from the Father. And so then Christ conquers the worst thing that can happen to you. So now the worst thing that can happen to you is death, which is eternal separation from this body and from this earth. But that eternal separation brings eternal presence of the Father. So now the worst thing that can happen to you is now the best thing that can happen to you. So your protection comes not because not not from a lack of experiencing trouble, but now the trouble can't have the victory because God has already conquered the worst trouble that you could ever experience. Okay. So 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 Jesus Jesus dies he conquers the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing that can happen turns into the best thing that see this is the Bible can't contradict itself. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Is death a good thing? No. But will it work out for your good? Absolutely. Because what God will do is he'll take the worst experience you've ever had and turn it into the best experience. Y'all not getting this. 2020 was filled with a lot of troublesome experiences, but God said that I'm not done yet. Don't stop at my wrath. Don't stop at your shortcomings. I need you to keep reading until you get to recovery. Keep reading until you get to re reconciliation. Keep reading until you get to restoration because I've already given you victory. Paul says, Paul says in all these things, we have complete victory in him who loves us. God, Thank you for turning the worst thing that could ever happen to me into the best thing that could ever happen to me. Because Christ is our advocate, because Christ is at the right hand of the Father pleading on our behalf. There is nothing that can overcome us. There's nothing that can overtake us. Come here, Paul. Paul says that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. He says that we not just that we're not just taking stuff, but that we're taking over some stuff that he says we will have victory because Christ has already won. You, you, you got to get you a piece of protection, get you a piece of protection and understand that there is nothing that can come against me that is ever able to overtake me because of the power that I have in Christ Jesus. I, I hope some of y'all feeling just a little bit more peaceful. I know we're not done yet, but I hope you're feeling just a little bit more peaceful. Take take a piece, take a piece of that perspective and put it and put it with a piece of that protection and see if you feel a little bit more peace in your life. Don't don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about what your financial circumstances are. Don't worry about uh, that supervisor that's getting on your nerves. Don't worry about none of that. Don't worry about the disconnect notices, don't worry about none of that. Don't worry about the doctors are confused. They can't figure out what's going on. Don't worry about none of that. Uh, uh, that doesn't mean uh, that you don't behave responsibly. But what it means is I don't have time to worry because I know the end of the story. I, I don't have time to be I don't have time to be frustrated and complaining because I know that all things work together for my God. I, I don't got time. I don't got time to be crying on somebody's shoulder for too long. The Bible says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I, I don't spent all night crying. 
lying now now i gotta get back to what i know uh, understand that that there is a peace that's available to you and if you take a piece of perspective a piece of the right perspective and you get a piece of god's protection it'll bring a level of peace in your life but if you really want a peace that passes all human understanding the last thing you need to get is a piece of power you gotta get you a piece of power. You gotta get you a little piece. Get you a little piece of power. Put that. Put that little piece of power with a little piece of that protection and, and, and a little piece of that perspective, and watch what God does in your life. Look at verses thirty-eight and thirty-nine. It says, "For I am certain that nothing can separate us from His love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor other heavenly rulers or powers, neither the present nor the future, neither the world above nor the world below. There is nothing in all creation that." That will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I love it. Let's slow it down. Let's go back real quick. You got to understand that that there is power. How, Pastor, Pastor, how do, how do I get a piece of power? Well, the first thing is you got to understand that there is power in your certainty. There's power in certainty. Paul says, for I am certain. I'm, I'm certain. You, you, ever, you ever walked into a room and you walk into that room and you know that you know what you know. So you ain't worried about nothing that happens in the room because you're certain about you. You ever see. See, here's the thing. Let me let me let me. I, I need to take a step to the side for real quick. I need. To, you, it's a trick of the enemy. For you to not walk in the confidence and what God has gifted you to do. Okay. Uh, the, the enemy, the enemy wants you to be confused between uh, uh, humility and suppression. Okay. Uh, but, but. But but there is there is some power in certainty when you know that that, that I, don't, I don't know about nothing else, but I know that God has gifted me for this. I, I, I know that I've been anointed for this. If I can't do nothing else, I can do this. If, if everything else goes wrong, I know that this right here, this right here, God, God called me to this. God anointed me for this. God gifted me. For this, God gave me the skill for that. There, there's a power in certainty and knowing who God called you to be. There's a power in that type of certainty. Paul says, I'm certain, I'm confident. One translation says, I'm convinced there's nothing you can do to change my mind. Paul says, Paul says, I'm certain there's power in certainty when you can walk into any situation and know that I'm convinced that God is going to get the glory out of this. When you can walk into a troublesome uh, season of your life and you can hold your head up because you got the power and the certainty that God has not brought me this far to leave me. That, that there's some power in the certainty and knowing that regardless of what happens I gotta get the victory because I've been I, I, I've been claiming myself as a child of God and in order for God to get the victory I gotta get the victory there, there's some there's some power in that type of certainty Paul says for I am certain that nothing can separate me from his love he says there's nothing that can separate me from his love real quick we go, we go. Paul gives us uh, a rundown he gives us he gives us a list he gives us a litany 
scrutiny of things that might try to separate us from the love of God. But Paul says that I'm convinced that none of these things will work. Let's look at the list. Then we're going to get ready to go home. We're going to get out here early today, y'all. Let's look at the list and we're going to get ready to go home. Paul says, I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from his love. He says, neither death nor life. Paul, how are you so confident that neither death nor life can separate us from his love? Because we already discussed that God sent his only begotten son to die for our sins. So it can't be death, but then it can't be life because the God of life raised that son from the dead, conquering death, hell, and the grave to give us eternal life. So we serve the God uh, that has power over both life and death. So it can't be life and death that separates us from the love of Christ. Uh, Paul, what about what about angels and demons? Could they possibly separate us from the love of Christ? God says, no, no, it can't be an angel or a demon that can separate you from me because in Genesis 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning, God created. So, so there's no way that one of God's creations can have any authority over the creator. So it can't be, I know angels and demons are spiritual beings, but it can't be angels or demons because the Bible starts off letting you know that in the beginning, God created. There's nothing that can come against you that didn't come from God himself. And if it came from God, then it can be overcome by God. Paul, what, what, what else, what else might come against me if it's not death or life, if it's not angels? angel or demons. Maybe it's some stuff that's happening in the present or maybe what I don't know is coming in the future. Well, it can't be what's happening in the present or the future because I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible says that my God is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So it can't be anything in the present or the future that can separate me from his love because my God is not limited by the restrictions of time he is and he is he, he he just is he's the alpha and omega and everything in between so it can't be death or life it can't be angel or demon it can't be present or future well what about the world above or the world below it can't be either one of those because the bible says that at the name of Jesus, every in the middle, the Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee in heaven and on earth and under the earth shall bow. So it can't be uh, it can't be anything from the world above or the world below, because at the name of Jesus, every knee in heaven, on earth and under the earth shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. So it can't be uh, death or life. It can't be angel or demon. It can't be present or future. It can't be the world above or or the world below. Here it is. Uh, I know that I have victory because the Bible says that nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So my peace from the storm is wrapped up in his arms. The reason why you made it through 2020 is because you were able to find a piece of peace from somewhere. And God says in 2021, I'm going to take that piece of peace you got and I'm going to give you a whole piece and I'm going to give you a peace that surpasses all human understanding. God, how is it that I can experience that peace? If you understand that I always win and if you're in me, then you got to win too. Then that's enough peace to get you through all of 2021. Is there anybody that can hear me that understands 
The only reason why I didn't go out of my mind, the only reason why I didn't cuss you out, the only reason why I didn't walk out of that job, the only reason why I didn't file them divorce papers, the only reason I ain't put them kids up for adoption, the only reason I'm standing here right now is because of the peace of God in my life. And is there anybody that's believing God for more in 2021? Just, just, a, just a piece of peace. Just, just a piece of peace. I know, I know everything ain't going right. I, I know it's chaos all around me, but, but science says that the most peaceful place in a storm is right in the middle of it. Right, right in the eye of the storm. Right in the eye of the storm is the most peaceful place in the storm. And God says, God says, I'm not promising you won't find any storms in 2021. But what I will tell you is I'll sit with you right in the middle of it. I, I need you to understand that God says that your, your peace is not the prevention of trouble. Your peace is the prevention of the victory of trouble. I need you to understand that, 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 that you're going to face some things this year that everybody else is going to be looking at you sideways and looking at you crazy trying to understand how it is you haven't lost your mind trying to understand why you're not crying yourself to sleep every night trying to understand why you ain't got bags under your eyes trying to understand and you can just look them and tell them I'm at peace why am I at peace because I understand that I have victory in Jesus somebody give God a praise for his peace his peace just a piece of if you can just get a piece of his peace if you can just get a portion of his peace it'll get you through to where you need to be if you can just get a piece come on y'all we're we gonna pray we're gonna pray because because i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know what's happening in 2021 i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know what you're gonna face in 2021 all i can tell you is that god sent me here to tell you that even in the midst of your storm you will experience peace even in the midst of your trouble he'll show you peace and all you gotta do is, is look to him and you will find your peace let's pray heavenly father god we bless you we thank you. We honor you. God, we give you glory for your peace. God, we thank you because the storms that should have been destructive in our lives, the storms that should have taken everything from us, the storms that should have wiped us out completely. God, we were able to rest in you. And God, you showed us a piece of your peace in 2020 because 2020 was crazy. But now, God, in 2021, we want more of your peace. We, we just want a little bit more. We just want a little bit more of your peace. Just a little bit more of your peace. Now, God, I pray that anybody that can hear me, if they've never experienced you, they don't have a relationship with you. This peace that we're talking about is foreign language to them. God, I'm praying right now that you touch them. Let your spirit convict them, draw them to you. God, help them to understand that, that you are a God of restoration and reconciliation and that you want them to be in relationship with you. God, I'm praying for anybody right now that, 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 I mean, they just been having trouble because, because they know you, but they don't have a church home and, and it's just been chaotic and they need a covering and they need a family. God, God, send them this way. God, we're, we're praying right now for anybody that's just got some, some crazy stuff going on right now in their lives and they, they just need somebody to pray with them and pray for them. God, send them this way. God, we're asking you right now to give us a peace that passes all understanding. 
a confusing peace, a peace that, 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 don't, that don't even make sense considering what we're facing. But God, we know that if it can be done, you can do it. And God, we know that if it can't be done, you can do it. So God, we ask you to do it now. Do it now. Do it now. And we will walk in the victory that we have in Jesus Christ. God, we thank you. We praise you and we honor you. And we do so in Jesus' name. And it's in that name that we say amen. Amen. Listen, y'all, uh, we're going to get ready to get out of here. But real quick, I need you to hear me. Uh, you, 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 whoever you are, you, uh, if you if, if you can hear me and you need this kind of peace in your life, your family's crazy, your finance is crazy, your kids is crazy, your car acting crazy, everybody crazy. You got chaos in your life and, and you need this type of peace. I want to introduce you to the peace provider. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to text the number on your screen, 317-520-1892. Text one word, text salvation to the number on your screen. Text salvation, just text salvation. That's all you got to do. We'll take care of the rest. All right? Now, for some of y'all, y'all can hear me and y'all say, y'all know what? You know what? I, I haven't experienced this type of peace in a long time. I think this is the place where I need to be. I think abundant faith is the place that I need to be. If that's you, one word, text the number on your screen. One word, family. Family, if that's you. Or you can go to afccindy.com and, and, and click connect. You can do it that way or you can just text family to the number on your screen and we'll get you get you where you need to be we, we want to be your family we ain't hiding about it we ain't shy about it i want to be your pastor i ain't fronting on it we, we want you to be here we want you to be a part of this family so just text the word family to the number on your screen last but not least if anybody needs prayer y'all if you need prayer today or any day 24 7 if you need prayer send your prayer request to the number on your screen or you can go to afccindy.com and you can put your prayer request in you can put your prayer request in our prayer team is waiting they're ready they're on guard at all times all right you just need a little prayer you need somebody to stand with you to pray for you and pray with you we got you we got you i promise you we do all right all right, I'm thanking God, I'm believing God. I'm believing God that, that somebody will experience peace starting today. For some of y'all, y'all like, man, I, I, listen, I, I got my peace. I ain't letting, I'm unbothered, hashtag unbothered. I'm, I'm good. Well, let, let me tell you something. If, if you stick around abundant faith, God will blow your mind with the type of peace that you're gonna experience this year because here's what you gotta understand. Here's what you gotta understand. The bigger the storm, the more peace you can experience. Because the biggest storms have the biggest eye. All right. So, so, so if you thought 2020 was something, wait until God blows your mind in 2021. 
all right all right we're gonna get ready to get out of here y'all listen if you tuned in late or you didn't have an opportunity we want you uh to have that opportunity uh we want you to go to uh we want you to go to uh uh any of 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 the options that are convenient for you uh, we'll put it up on your screen you can send in uh your tithe send in your offering uh, to the church you can go to cash app you can go to afccindy.com whatever whatever you need to do uh, that's all right uh, next in line we got uh, the women's ministry uh, they had uh, their 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 2020 recap yesterday and their uh, 2021 vision board uh, virtual vision board party uh, I was able to hang out with them for a little bit uh, about about 10 15 minutes i hung out with them i don't get to spend time with the ladies very often so i wanted to drop in at the beginning of the year uh and spend some time with them and we had a good time uh so i want all of you all of you need to get connected it doesn't matter if you're a member of this church or not you can be a member somewhere else and you can still fellowship with us it's all right god ain't mad all right all right so we want you all uh, uh to participate in those things because uh god is doing a great work uh there all right just a reminder um we will have uh we're, we're back on track with our midweek recharge okay every wednesday at 7 p.m we back on track we took a couple of weeks off we're back on track for our midweek recharge uh at 7 p.m uh so make sure you're tuned in and ready for that all right uh got a couple more work with me y'all. a couple more next thing if you uh if you are a member or not if you have given if you have sown seed uh, to the Abundant Faith Ministry and you need a giving statement, uh, y'all starting to get y'all's W-2s in the mail and all of that. Uh, some of y'all done gotten excited. Y'all filing with pay stubs. Praise God. It's all right. But if you need a giving statement, uh, we would be happy to send that to you. Uh, we just need to make sure that we have uh, updated information for you. So go to AFCCINDY.com, AFCCINDY.com. Uh, it says member info update, but if, whether you're a member or not, if you've given to this ministry and you want your giving statement, fill out that little form, uh, just some basic information so we can get uh, get your form to you. All right. Uh, otherwise, it will be your responsibility to try to figure out how we can make that work. OK, uh, but if you go ahead and update that information, we'll send it in the mail to you. All right. Um, last but not least, for all of our Abundant Faith family. Uh, we, we got a family meeting this Thursday uh, at 7 p.m. Um, so if you have not received a letter and or an email with that information, uh, you might want to be contacting the church. You might need to call. You might need to send the church uh, an email. Um, you might need to fill out a member update form and put a note in there. You need to do something. Uh, if you need the information, this is a, this is a family meeting. It's a private matter. Uh, we got our state of the church address. Uh, I'm going to be given uh, the direction of the church for this year. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get some clarity on some things. We're going to all be on one accord, and we're going to hit the ground running, and we're going to be coming out of the block strong, y'all. So, uh, so that's going to be uh, this Thursday. All right? I think that's it. I think that's everything. Uh, I, I hope that everybody is is having a blessed new year so far. I know folks is acting crazy, and we ain't even gonna go down that rabbit hole. We folks acting crazy, but folks been acting crazy. That ain't nothing new, all right. But I hope that you individually are experiencing uh, an amazing start to your year 
Uh, you're always in my thoughts, always in my prayers. Uh, let's get ready to pray and get out of here, y'all. Um, I'm grateful for our time together. Can't wait to see you back on Wednesday night. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your presence. Most, most of all, God, we thank you for your word. Uh, we ask that as we get ready to go down from here, that you would dismiss us from this service, but never from your precious sight. Uh, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory and honor in Jesus name. And it's in that name we say, amen. Don't tune off just yet. Watch this short video and we'll see you on Wednesday.